Well, hey, what's going on? Uh, Welcome to the Seek First podcast. My name is Tyler, and I love doing this podcast. I want to take a second just to say thank you to those of you who have been uh, tuning in and listening to the podcast, and I hope that you like it. I hope you've been enjoying it and have been sharing it with your family and friends uh, as I as I said in some of the episodes before this, my um, hope in this podcast is just to share Jesus with more and more people every single day. And so, not only does this give me an opportunity to to reach more people, um, but it gives you guys an opportunity to share with more people too, as you're learning and growing within your own personal relationship with Jesus. And so. I would love to just kick off this conversation to start off with, uh, we're going to be talking about something that is pretty sensitive and in my mind also crucial for the church community, for followers of Jesus. We're going to be talking about instances really where uh, followers of Jesus unintentionally misrepresented Jesus and how we can strive for just a more accurate portrayal of our faith. And so... Before we jump into this discussion, uh, I want to just start off by saying it's really important just to acknowledge and know that as followers of Jesus, we are called to be Christ-like in our actions and our words. We're supposed to uh, be able to show people who Jesus is through what we do and what we say. But we all fall short at these times within our lives, and we all fall short uh, in general. And today, the goal is just going to be not to condemn anyone, but to really just encourage self-reflection and growth. So to look inward at ourselves and learn how we can personally grow within this kind of conversation. And so I want to start by just looking at and examining some common misrepresentations of Jesus that we can encounter in our communities, in our day-to-day life. Um, And one big one is just the selective emphasis on certain aspects of Jesus' teachings while neglecting others. For example, focusing specifically and solely on his messages of love and compassion without addressing his call for repentance and holiness. That can kind of distort the whole picture and give a misrepresentation of how us as followers of Jesus are, are called to live. So I just want you to to consider the story of the woman that's caught in adultery in John 8. Um, If you know the story, that's awesome. I'm going to explain it a little bit. Um, But Jesus showed compassion in this story, but he also emphasized the importance of turning away from sin. And so the way that Jesus did that was he he had basically told all these people that brought this woman to him um, that whoever has not sinned, they can cast the first stone at this woman who was caught in adultery. And these people, they don't, they don't throw a single stone. They all leave. They all leave. And, um, he turns to the woman and he talks to her about leaving her life of sin and moving on to being a follower of him, to trust him, to follow him, to lean on him, to uh, just be able to give her life, essentially, to him. And when we look at this story, we can see that Jesus still had compassion for this woman. He also 
really hit home the importance of turning away from sin. Um, and misrepresenting this story specifically by emphasizing only love without addressing the repentance part of it really kind of distorts the message that Jesus intended. And I believe looking at this passage of scripture, Jesus fully meant to still show compassion and love, but also there's the side of turning away from sin that is commonly missed by a lot of people. Basically, I want to read a piece of this scripture here, starting in uh, verse 6. It says, They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. These people brought to Jesus this woman, essentially. We're not reading the scripture right now. Um, they brought this woman to Jesus in order to condemn them, um, to just share that this woman was caught in the act of adultery. And they were trying to use this question to trap Jesus in order to have a basis for accusing him of being the son of God, basically. Jesus, though, back to the scripture, Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. He, he was telling this woman not only... Does he not condemn her for the sin that she was doing, but he also tells her to now go and turn away from sin. He tells her to go leave her life of sin. So if we look at this conversation right now to start off with, you can see how misrepresenting Jesus's words in scripture uh, can make people confused. Another common misrepresentation involves using Jesus's name to justify like personal biases or prejudices or opinions, whatever it is, like whether it's a political debate, a social issue, or just even just a personal conflict, uh, misappropriating Jesus's teachings to validate personal opinions can lead to a lot of confusion and misrepresentation. Really, it's, it's just so crucial for us to recognize these misrepresentations within our own communities and strive for a more accurate portrayal of Jesus' teaching. And this, this kind of section of misrepresentation by using Jesus' name uh, to justify personal opinions and whatnot, it's really just um, believing that Jesus would be, as an example— uh, believing that Jesus would be, say, a Republican if he were here today, or that Jesus would be a Democrat if he were here today, allowing yourself to put Jesus in a box essentially helps misrepresent Jesus to a lot of other people. And as followers of Jesus, the last thing we want to do is misrepresent Jesus to another person 
because that goes against the whole reason why we follow Jesus to begin with, and that's because he is the only one that gives us salvation, the only one that gives us freedom, and the only one that actually fulfills all that we are, only the one that gives us a hope. And so when we are having a conversation with somebody or commenting on social media on another person's post, uh, we have to think really hard on what we're saying and how we're saying it and how we're coming across because we don't want to misrepresent Jesus in any way. My first point kind of in this conversation is that we must be open to reevaluating our beliefs and actions in light of Jesus's teachings. This specifically involves ongoing process of studying the Bible and seeking guidance from the Holy Spirit. We've talked about this a little bit before, even in the first episode and leading into the second, but we must be open to reevaluating our beliefs and actions in light of Jesus's teachings. This means going and studying scripture to see how Jesus handled certain situations or talked to certain people or whatever. It's evaluating what Jesus did and learning how we can apply that to our life in order to be better followers of Jesus. So how do we do that? Well, we, we specifically go and we look at how Jesus did things in Scripture. And then we move forward in that process to learn how to love like he did. And then also remember to show people that it's not just about loving like Jesus loved, but also teaching the way of repentance genuine repentance, going to somebody else and letting them know your sin and sharing your sin and trying to just even go to God and be like, hey, this is what I've been doing lately and I want you to you to make it clean. I don't want to be this way anymore. I need you to take this sin and this shame that I have and just remove it from my life. And so the reevaluation starts when we understand that we don't have it all together and that we still need to learn every single day who Jesus is and what he's done for us. My second kind of point that I have is that uh, building authentic relationships with those who hold different perspectives can really also contribute to a more accurate representation of Jesus. And what I mean by that is really by listening and understanding these diverse viewpoints, we can actually avoid the pitfalls of narrow interpretations. It's not going to be this just one size fits all answer to every single thing, to every single question, to every single situation or conflict or whatever it is. We actually get to hear all of these other different viewpoints from our friends and family and people who may believe things differently. And so when we have these real relationships with people, I'm not saying that you can't have a firm belief and a firm faith no, you, you should have a firm belief and a firm faith, but you don't know everything. I don't know everything. I always need to be willing to learn and grow, and someone else may know something more about Jesus than I do, and that's okay. But really, like, we have to be people who are willing to show the rest of the world who Jesus truly is. Because when we misrepresent Jesus, we risk distorting the core message of the gospel and really alienating those who seek the truth. 
And so I want to encourage you in today's conversation to really look inward at yourself and ask yourself questions about how can I share and show Jesus better? How can I, as a follower of Jesus, represent him well? And then start to live those those practices out. Start to really begin thinking that way and learning how you can represent Jesus well. A lot of times I see uh, Christians or people who say that they're Christians, I like to use the, the term followers of Jesus, um, but a lot of the times I'll see other people who claim to be followers of Jesus, claim to be Christians, um, posting a comment on another Christian or follower of Jesus's post, just ripping them apart for doing something or posting something. And honestly, that's where my heart kind of aches for certain people is because there are people that read those comments. There are people that see those things and if that's the only opportunity that they have of seeing who Jesus is, they're probably not going to want to look deeper into who Jesus is. And so it is so important, so crucial that we represent Jesus well in everything that we do on social media, uh, in person, whatever it is, we need to be able to represent Jesus well. So if you have an issue or a conflict with somebody, uh, make it right with them. Uh, share the love of Jesus with them, go to them one-on-one and, and really just kind of resolve that conflict. But also, if you if you can't figure out a way to resolve conflict on social media and your comment is going to stir more conflict, uh, probably don't post that comment. Because if you really ask yourself before you post the comment, is this comment going to bring someone to Jesus or help bring someone to Jesus? Or is this comment going to show somebody a misrepresentation of Jesus? That's the question to ask yourself. So thank you so much for listening to the Seek First podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on addressing common misrepresentations of Jesus. And I really hope that this episode has encouraged you to look inward at yourself and just try to commit to Uh, strive for a more accurate representation of Jesus in your daily life. And so my, my hope is that this challenged you and that you are going to take this, share it with a friend and, and let them know what you're learning. So as always, thank you for listening to the Seek First podcast and we'll talk to you next week.